Good evening, everybody. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Do I have our attention? Are we here? Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Bible study today. It's Bible study time. Let's call um our friends. Let's call our families to be around. It's a great time in God's prayer. You're welcome. Um, uh, can our mommy pray for us, uh, mommy from Lyo? Can you pray for us? Are you in a place where you can talk? Oh, okay. Let, let me just pray and just start. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We say, be that we sorted out in Jesus' name. We thank you for um giving us this day. Thank you for everything that we went through. Thank you for bringing us back safely. For those of us that are still at home, for those of us that are still at work, for those of us in transit, because we believe that you take us back to our destination safely. As we have come together at your feet, we pray that you teach us yourself in Jesus' name. Open our hearts, open our mind, open our thoughts. And let us be able to get from what you are going to share this evening in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so Bible story time. Uh, we are in week um 45. We are in week 45 uh, of our Bible study, and we'll be considering them um, Titus and Timothy. Um, if you saw the um the the leaflet or the e flyer that was shared concerning them, um, the um, Bible study, you see that the title there says Blueprint for a Healthy Church. The Blueprint for a Healthy Church. Titus and Timothy, Blueprint for a Healthy Church. But um, before we go, let's just see the memory verse. Uh, uh, there, are, there are things for us to, to learn from in, in the memory verse. Um, Titus 2.15, I, I would want us to read, I, 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 I'll be reading from two Bible verses and passages or versions, as the case may be. I'll be using NLT and message version, so I would love uh, if anyone would have um, NLT on one hand, the message on the other hand, so that we can move faster. Um, Titus 2.15, someone NLT, someone else in message, Titus 2.15. Is anyone reading for us? Okay, I'll see. Listen to what it says. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. Let me take it one more time. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. Let's quickly check a message version of what this is saying. Uh, let, let's look, look, let's see message. See, see what message is saying. Message is saying, tell them all this. What all what um, what are those things? We'd have to read from um verse one to understand what um uh, Who is that? Um, Paul was saying to Timothy there. So um, he says, tell them all this, build up their courage and discipline them if they get out of line. 
that's my that's my action point and discipline them if they get out of line you are in charge don't let anyone put you down you are in charge don't let anyone put you down uh we'll go into the introduction very briefly but i um so immediately i i i i saw that um the memory verse so, something came to me and i was asking what is the place the place of discipline in the church uh, because uh, sometimes we've seen some measure of discipline being melted out on, on workers being melted out on leaders and we are wondering uh, we are in church to serve uh what um should we be having anyone to discipline us at, at, at any point in time but this is paul saying to Tim and um, titus here that for every time they get out of line discipline them in in nlt he said he says i have given you the authority to correct them but that does not we don't understand it well as message as put it here discipline them if they get out of line so there's there's a place of discipline in church there's a place of discipline in service there's a place of discipline in service uh that that is that we can uh, um pen down our questions so so that we can address of, um, of the bible study we'll still have time to chit chat about what, what we have learned so let, let's just see the introduction uh the book of um, titus and timothy is known uh both of them they are known as pastoral um, epistles although we still have one of them which is a um, book of philemon also they are known as pastoral um, episodes because um, um, they contain um, instructions to help leaders regulate the church. They contain instructions to help leaders. Personally, I call, I call them instruction manuals. That, that's, that's what I tag um, Titus and Timothy with okay. Philemon. I them instructions, not um, trying to get um, the line, his line of thought has moved from when he was writing to the Galatians to the Corinthians or to the Ephesians, Philippians, and the likes. Uh, for this, he's talking to two specific specific people and he's giving them direct instructions of what they need to do per time, as as it relates to um, false teachings, as it relates to service in the church, as it relates to leaders in the church. Specific uh, um, instructions were given, and that's why uh, both books were uh, are known. Uh, also with Philemon, although we are not considering Philemon today, as pastoral episodes, that's because they contain them. instructions. Uh, our, our own uh, introduction here says, these books were written to Titus and uh, to Timothy and Titus, false sons in the faith. We'll see this very shortly. I will expand on that. Uh, first and second Timothy, along with uh, Titus, are known as pastoral episodes, as I rightly said, because they consist largely of pastoral advice on how to deal with problems in the church, both in Ephesus and in Crete. Now, uh, why do we have Ephesus and in Crete? Uh, majorly, Timothy was um, sent by Paul to the church in Ephesus, while um, uh, Titus was sent to the church in Crete. Church in Crete. Uh, we'll see some of these things much later. Paul had um, detailed Timothy's son during his fourth missionary journey. So let, let, me, let me just quickly break it the whole of this introduction into my uh, a summary. Uh, so I, I, let me come from, how did Paul meet Timothy to start with? Who is Paul? Who is Timothy to Paul? Who is Titus to Paul? Uh, 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 introduction here says there are sons in the faith, but how did he meet them? Let's see, uh, if we look at Acts 16 verses one to three, 
Acts 16, verses 1 to 3, we'll see how Paul met Timothy. Acts 16, 1 to 3. I'm reading from, from NLT. Uh, Paul, was, Paul went first to Debbie and then to Lystra. There, he, he met a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer. Let's note that. But his father was a Greek. His mother was Jewish, but his father was Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. He was well thought of. So he was someone that was with a good reputation. So first of all, Paul wouldn't even uh, be known or Timothy wouldn't have been known with Paul if, uh, if Timothy was not someone with a good uh, reputation. So let's know that. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in this and Iconium. So Paul wanted him to join them on their journey in difference to the Jews of the area. Now, that's full stop, brother. In difference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left. For everyone knew that his father was a Greek. We don't want to understand this passage well until we read from the message version. Why was Timothy circumcised? We have seen that... Uh, uh, Paul, in, in, in his writings to the Galatians, was saying, I've already taught you people, uh, this um, circumcision thing is not, um, the, the, is not the real deal. But why was he, uh, did he have to circumcise Timothy in this place? Let's read from the message version. He says, Paul came first to Debbie, then this one. He found a disciple there by the name of Timothy, son of, of a devout um, Jewish mother and Greek father. Friends in um, Lystra and Iconium all said that was a fine young man he was. Paul wanted, now, now when we mean fine young man, that does not mean um, in, in physique, that's in behavior. Paul wanted to recruit him for their mission, but took first took him aside and circumcised him, circumcised him so he wouldn't offend the Jews who lived in those parts. So the reason for uh, for Paul's uh, for Timothy's circumcision here is so he won't uh, Paul won't offend the Jews. Uh, you know, uh, to the Jews he behave like a Jew, in quote. So so you win the Jews over. You don't want to go against um, their uh, what their, their their set of beliefs. So long those set of beliefs does not defeat the overall doctrine of of, of Christ. I hope you understand. So this is why Paul had to go aside to, to do what to circumcise uh, or, or, um, Timothy. But on the other hand, he didn't have to circumcise Titus. Why? Titus is a Greek. He's a full-fledged Greek. No one was going to accuse him of, um, of not circumcised. No one was not, uh, going to say, accuse Titus of not being circumcised. He's a full Greek. He's a full Greek. So... Uh, these are the differences so we need to understand the reasons why or the reasons why paul uh, timothy was circumcised and titus was not circumcised as so we we see uh, in, in regards to to titles although we didn't have a, a very much detail it really have a very much detail here but three Galatians 2 verses 1 to 3 in relation, in relation to Titus. Then 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again, this time with Barnabas and Titus came along. 
So this is uh, this was how uh, his journey began with Titus. So Barnabas and and, um, and Titus came along. I I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I've been preaching preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that they were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. And they supported me and they did not demand, listen here, that my companion Titus be raised, though he was a Gentile, Gentile Greek, well, Gentile or Greek. And so this was um, the occasion where uh, Paul had to go for a sort of attestation, if we call, that, call it that in Jerusalem to say, oh, um, um, I, I want the leaders of the church to see what I'm doing um, among the, the, the Gentiles. So he was looking for a sort of attestation from the leaders of the church, uh, the likes of Peter and, and, and John. And so he took uh, Barnabas and, and Titus alone. So, uh, so he was saying here that they supported him and they did not demand that his, his companion Titus be circumcised. As I, as I rightly said earlier, that uh, Titus was not circumcised because he was a Jew, a, a Gentile, or, or a, a Greek. That, that, that is his, his origin. So, uh, as we also rightly saw in the introduction, that Titus uh, was sent to Crete, Crete, and Timothy was sent to Ephesus. Uh, let, let, me, let me just conclude um, the introduction. He also detailed it and sent him similar pastoral instruction. With respect to Titus, we aren't sure of the origin of Paul's relationship with him, though he may have been converted under Paul's ministry, as Titus 1.4. Uh, Paul clearly positioned of great respect as a friend and fellow worker for the gospel, praising Titus for his affection, his earnestness, and his bringing comfort to others. These three episodes have a lot in common, importantly, and we will see the people, they presuppose the same false teachers, the same organizations in the community. They move within the same relative theological concepts and have the same peculiarities of language and style. Personal with deep emotion and feelings, and it will make sense and, and providence better to study all three letters together. Exactly. Um, studying them separately um uh, won't get a, a full concept rather than so study them together as um, the, the writer of um, this introduction has said so we see that um we see the the writings of um timothy and and, and, and paul and, and titles how related they are how related although although now this is still in, in question although most scholars uh, uh think that um uh, although it is written in Paul's style that it was in Paul that, that wrote them. That's still a question, though. But um, we can see clearly that uh, in Timothy or, or, or in Titus, for example, Paul was clearly stating, let's see Timothy 1. Let's see Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy from right. Yes. Paul was clearly stating that this letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God as Savior. So Paul was fully attesting that he wrote this letter to. He wrote this letter to Timothy. His son. These three letters were written at um, during the fourth missionary journey of, of Paul 
these were the later times of of Paul. So we see that um, First Timothy was written around um, AD 62 to AD 66. Second Timothy was written around AD 67 to AD 68. Titus was written around AD 63 to 64. Now, if we note, um, no notice that normally uh, the the the, uh, the chronological um, uh, arrangement would have been to write First Timothy, Titus, and Second Timothy. Or you know, we know that the Bible is not written uh, um, in order of uh, events. If I'm to put it that way, in order of events. So, but if you are to put it in order of events, first after First Timothy uh, was written, Titus was written. It was after Titus was written that um, Second Timothy was written. So let me just state that again for those of us that might be writing down. First Timothy was written in our in AD 62 to 66. Second Timothy was written in AD 67 to 68, while um, Titus was written in AD 63 to AD 64. AD 64. Uh, now, let's um, briefly just uh, see those uh, things that um, are under the discussions. Because um, under the discussions were, were things that were the divisions or the similarities we saw uh, that was noticed in the book of Timothy and, and Titus. And what were these things? Number one were the heresies, the false teachings. We'll see those things, we'll discuss them in, 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 in a while. The false teachings, we'll see um, some of the deep concerns for the church and uh, the leaders of the church. We'll also see uh, Paul uh, admonishing them concerning the, their, their calling, uh, how uh, they should treat them, the Bible, um we also see how paul was trying to continually mentor titles we want to see the place of mentorship and some other things but, but, but first of all let's see the, the case of heresy let's see the case of heresy in um, first timothy in second timothy and um, in titles let's briefly look at them uh, at, at, at this point we will be taking discussions together with us so let's see first timothy 1 3 to 11. first timothy 1 3 to 11. Uh, I, I hope I'm able to read faster. I hope I'll be able to read fast. Uh, 1 Timothy 1, 3 to 11. Please just follow me as I read. When I left for Macedonia, I held you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Now, very, very instructive. Stop those who are teaching in contrary to the truth. Now, this is very instructive for us, even in church today. Uh, one of one of the uh, um, um, uh, um, cases I was checking said that uh, it, it is so instructive that it is important for us today. What uh, Paul was admonishing Timothy and Titus is still applicable to us today. You, we, don't, we should not allow false teaching to go for a while. Immediately, we should nip it in the butt. False teachings are supposed to be nipped in the butt almost immediately. He's saying, I heard you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them, don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These teachings only lead to meaningless spe speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. So these teachings, number one, they, do, they, they are meaningless. They are meaningless speculations. They don't help people live a life of faith in God. So what, what should be, what, what is our um, uh, uh, 
a scale. What scale do we put these teachings on? Once a teaching is falling short of, a, of meaning, once if a, a teaching does not have an impact in, uh, or does not impact a life of faith in someone, that teaching is a false teaching. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers, I'm in verse five, all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from this thing and spent their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. We know that we know that the law is good when used correctly, but the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defy what is holy, who kill their father or mother and commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexually immoral who, or who practice homosexuality or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else than contradict the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by a blessed God. Now, uh, th 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 this is very instructive. This is very instructive that the law is not even meant for the, the, the law is not meant for people uh, for people who are already doing right. No. Verse nine: the law is was not intended for people who do what is right. It's not even meant for people who do what is right. For it is meant for the lawless and the rebellious. They are the ones that need these laws. They are the ones that need these laws. So, our discussions, uh, the, the false teachers, uh, they, 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 they think that they need to overstretch and talk about these laws of Moses. But he's saying here in verse 7 that they don't even know what they are talking about. Yet, they do what? They speak confidently about those things. They speak confidently about those things. They speak confidently. So, they speak heresies. They speak heresies. In, in, in verse 19 and 20 of this, same, uh, of this same chapter, it says, cling to your faith in Christ and keep you, your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. He now mentioned two people. And these same two people were also mentioned in Titus. Eminus and Alexandra are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. So immediately he had to, he had to throw them out. These are false teachers. He had to throw them out. We should not allow false teachings at all. We should not allow false teachings at all to grow in the body of Christ. We should not allow false teachings to grow in the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So um, uh, 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 our first discussion is saying that, that their, first, their first activities must be urgently fought, even amidst us today. The epistles to Timothy and Titus greatly stress the pastoral responsibility of defending the purity of the gospel from unholy dilutions by false teachers. By false teachers. I, I, I briefly want to ask, um, it, what way can we address teachings in, 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 in this 21st century, for example, in what ways, in what ways can we address false teachings, false teachers 
on the internet, we see a lot of uh, uh, people coming up with um, various dogmas, various teachings. And what can we do as Christians? Paul, uh, Paul is charging us here, as long as he's charging uh, 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 Timothy and, and, and Titus. Uh, let, let's have a, a, one or two, two points. In what ways, in what ways can we, uh, can we uh, uh, address false teachings? Is there anyone? Contributions, please. If you're in a place you can um, contribute, please. Um, it, it's a discussion. So let, let's discuss. Anyone? I, I would, hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can hear you, sir. Okay. Um, okay, someone is asking the question again. In what ways can you... Uh, uh, can we address address false, um, teachings? false teachings? Yes, in the uh, well, in this our, our age. Yes. Uh, number one, who wants to address false teaching must know what is right teaching. So knowledge, yes. uh, knowledge is still the first thing we need to understand knowledge, and that's why I, I will always be a student of um, I always be a student of ap apologetics. Uh, we we have to have very strong uh uh knowledge of defense of the gospel very strong knowledge of defense of, of the right doctrine because it is with that knowledge that we use to attack false doctrine so number one get knowledge number two don't allow it to to rest don't allow it to 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 calm down don't allow it to, to germinate and then people have done a number of things before you now start talking so that's mm. from my own end. Thank you very much, sir. I, I can draw from um, the second one, don't allow it to rest. And we see this um, happening in, in some of our churches. So, and when we are growing up, sometimes we criticize these things. Uh, sometimes a revivalist come to church and um, um, almost the next day, if not almost that same day, we see our, our pastors, uh, the, main, the assembly pastor, the pastor in charge, nipping in the boat some of the things that the, the revivalists might have said that that might not be found in the word of god he immediately he addresses them he addresses them you don't allow it to rest you don't allow it to rest is someone saying something mommy are you, are you trying to say something yes okay hello ma are you trying to contribute ma yes sir good evening sir Yes, ma'am, you're welcome. Yeah, I would like to pick it from where Pastor stopped. Like he said, knowledge is the, 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 knowledge is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. If you want to tackle a false doctrine or a false teaching, you need to first know what, uh, as in the right word, the right pattern to use even to attack such. You cannot be a mathematician and want to solve problem in mathematics. Mm. Hello? Yes, I'm with you, ma. Yeah. You can't be you cannot you cannot be someone on the opposite side and you want to come to this side to tackle things. You have to be in line with that uh, way before you can even say, okay, oh, I want to stop this, I want to stop that. So first teaching, 
for you to stop false teaching, you have to be knowledgeable mm. even in the Bible. Like someone mm. said that, I give a witness, sorry to use that to, to mention that uh, part of, uh, of doctrine. I, want, I don't want to say part of Christianity. He said, Jehovah's Witness cannot come to my house and tell me what is not. For that person to say that is rooted in the word, mm. they will get. They still go about carrying their umbrellas, carrying their Bible and all that, but they know where they can go to. They mm. can't walk up to any person. And once they start talking to you and they realize that you are not rooted in the word, yes. then they will infiltrate you. They will now see you as their prey and start imbibing their own teaching in you. Yes. So I pray God will give us the grace to, to be knowledgeable in the word and to stand by it. Mm, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, so, so we can draw from there that we need uh, to ourselves to be a good student of the Bible. Uh -huh. We need to be a good student. Now, being a good student of the Bible is not just reading. It's not just in reading. So it is not too much for a child of God to have Bible concordances. It is not too much for a, for a, a, a child of God, a student of, of, of the Bible, to have instruction manuals. It is very important. You, you, we cannot just depend on, on the, how, how do I put this, on the, on the uh, um, um, I, I, I'm looking on the black, uh, uh, black and white of the 66 books alone. We cannot just depend upon that alone. You, we need to, to study. It, it, it was saying to, to Timothy, he said what? Study to show yourself what? Approved. And that is the only way you can what you can tackle of the all these things. Yes, sir. You can you want to say something? Yes, sir. Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I've listened for the first time after a long while. Uh sorry for that. But You're I just welcome, want to sir. say that apart from having the knowledge, heresy sometimes comes in a very subtle way. Mm. And we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So as ministers, as pastors, as leaders in the church, even many of us may be there and will not pick the uh, heresy. For instance, I was somewhere one day and somebody saying, I was saying that Holy Spirit is a force. The Holy Spirit is a force? No, Holy Spirit is a person. That's what the Bible mm. teaches. So we need to be to have a knowledge. We need to listen, and we need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, so mm. that when heresies are coming, we pick it up. And like you said, we must not be quiet. Sir. Must mm. we must quickly point out so that people will not leave the meat, you know, with something that might become viral to see in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I, 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 we must be careful of. Uh, I, I think we also must be careful of the popular popular demand. There's a there's a syndrome yeah. of the popular demand. Once people think it is popular, you think it is it, then it, it is godly. Especially in our age, we see popular uh, teachings and we think uh, it, 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 it is rooted in, in the scriptures. We need to check them. And let's continually speak about them. It is very important that we continually speak about them. I, I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. I was resting, uh, trying to rest on my thought when I said the Bible was saying that 
study to show yourself approved, a worker that need not to be ashamed, but doing what? Rightly dividing, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, if you are not a student of the Bible, you cannot tackle heresies. You, do, you won't even know what an heresy is. So ourselves, we must be deeply rooted. We must be deeply rooted. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. That, that, that is on heresy. Let's see this. He said, we deep concern for the church and their bishops. Paul used his last words to encourage them to persevere in faith. We'll see in uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 17. And proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let, let's see 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 17. 2 Timothy 3. Like I said, it, it's a discourse. So I'll just guide our discussion. Second Timothy 3, 1 to 7. So I hope I'm right. Yes. So let, 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 let's listen. I'm, I'm reading from NLT. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. Now, uh, let, let, this is very, very difficult times, not just difficult times. For people who love only themselves and their money, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and for, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act re religious, but they will reject the power that would make them godly. Let's take that again. They would act religious. They will have religious acts. They will behave like religious people. Mm. but they will reject the power that would make them godly stay away from people like that you, you see why i said for me i call these books instruction manual when you see a manual a manual is not trying to appease appeal to your your emotion it's telling you straight up stay away from people like that they are the kind of they are the kind who work their way into people's own and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. I, I think this um, here uh, uh, already corroborates what um, um, uh, Mr. Kola is saying, that sometimes it might come in a subtle way. These things might come in a subtle way. L look at what, what um, this is saying here. This kind, uh, they, they are the kind who work their way. They work their way into people's own and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are born with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as James and Jambres opposed Moses. They have, they have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with James and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. Now, let's note this. It was same here to Timothy. And, and I want us as mentors also to note this. As we, as, we are, as we want to teach our mentees, he's saying here, you know what I teach, number one. You know how I live. You know what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, you know my patience, you, you know my love, you know my endurance, you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured, you know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, but the Lord rescued, rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who, who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, 
But evil people and imposture will flourish. They will deceive others and will, will and will themselves be deceived. Praise the Lord. We see, we, we, see, we see Paul guiding Timothy here. Guiding Timothy here on how to persevere in his own faith. Now, how was he doing that? He was showing him his, his own example. Showing him in his own example. So, in encouraging people to persevere in faith, we ourselves must be top examples. How? Now, number one, he says, you know how I live your way of life. As mentor, how are you living? You know my purpose in life. You know what I teach. You know my faith. You know my patience. You know the, the, the things I have suffered for the gospel. So th this is Paul admonishing that uh, uh, Timothy here, encouraging him on how to persevere for the faith and how to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was showing the example of himself. So we don't have, we don't, uh, we don't give superficial examples. We give examples of ourselves, of ourselves onto our mentees. Mentors are supposed to show an example of themselves onto their mentees on how to persevere in faith. I don't know if anyone has another another thought to drop here. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like you rightly said, may God help us uh, in this race of Christianity. Amen. And may we not put our head under leaders that will turn us against Christ. Mm -hmm. so it, is, it is very important as mentees, as mentors, to live right. Mm -hmm. When I was still single, I could remember one day, we we're just playing after service. Can you hear me? Yes, ma. Yes, ma. We can hear after you. Service, and one guy looked at me and said, ah, sister, for me. Teba, sorry to use your but I will try and interpret. Teba boyu meaning Like, if you get pregnant, I will stop serving God. That, thing that is, is out of wedlock. Yes. As in that thing really struck me. And I look at it that how much more? How much, how, do I know the number of people that might be looking at me like that? That if this person should miss it, you get so it's it, it became an anchor onto me that even when i want to miss lead i want i want to miss a step that is like an anchor that would draw me back that do you remember the word that guy used the other day so as as mentors onto our mentees too i want us to to have an anchor and that that anchor should be rooted in christ that mm. if i miss it in marriage what will people say what will my mentees say mm. If I do something, God forbid bad thing, let's use our Pastor T as an example that, okay, if Pastor T is beating his wife, what is he trying to tell the likes of Rofemi, you and other people that are looking at him? Mm. Sure you understand. Yeah. So we should be very careful in whatever we do as mentors. Mm. Let me not mention church now. There's a particular way no pastor that do Jerry Coy. If you notice people around him, they followed suits. Mm. Hardly will you see 10 men around him that are not on Jericho. 
There's yes, another passport. The way he, the way he's cabbage, the way the way he's speaking tongues and all that. People around him are also doing that. So yes, directly or indirectly, whatever action we take, we have an effect on our followers. Yes, so as a pastor's wife, as any as a chorister or anything in the church, no matter how little you have, just know that people are watching you, and whatever action you take, you might lead people to hell instead of leading them unto Christ. Yeah. God we have also. Amen. As 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 John Maxwell said, that the leadership is influence. It's very very important. Leadership is influence. You want people to you want to encourage people to persevere in faith. You can only do that by influencing them by with your own life. We can only do that. I I want to speed up. I I mean I mean the fourth term, uh, in the fourth term, uh, point still on mentorship. We see here that Paul was still uh, um, de was desirous of continuous um, mentorship. Now. Uh, there is a place of, of inspection in mentorship. You don't mentor people and tell and say, oh, uh, I, 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 I've, done, I, I've done my bit on you. That is all. Mentorship doesn't, does not stop. Now, we, uh, in, in, in Titus 3.12 here, yeah, he was saying, I am planning to send either Artemis or Tychios to you. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me in Nicopolis. Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay there for the winter. He, he still wanted to commune with Titus. He didn't want the relationship to break. Most of us as mentors, we, we break our relationship with our mentees, even once we have sent them to go to, to, to do something. I, 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 I think uh, Pastor T wants to say something here. Uh, Worry, I mean, that's, I, I hope it's not too noisy. Um, no, no, sir. Okay, okay. It's okay. Yeah, that, that's that's a very, very uh, um, significant point you raised. Uh, you don't abandon or you don't leave your mentees because you feel they've outgrown your mentorship. Uh, I'm I'm so glad one of my mentors is actually on this call, uh, Professor Godonu. Uh, thank you, Daddy, uh, Pastor Professor Godonu. Thank you for joining. Um, and and these. These people behind the scene will still give me feedback. This is how best should have done this, or this is wow, that was good. Feedback is not only negative. I mean, number of them, people that are far, far, far older than me in ministry will still come join our Bible study and then give us feedback. In my, I mean, that's that's a that's a point. I mean, that's just supporting the point Gary just raised uh, uh, about. Keeping the relationship, communing, uh, keeping that communication, that communion, uh, and it's it's very important. Don't leave your mentees because uh, the devil strikes in isolation. Hmm. The devil strikes in isolation. So don't leave your mentor. Don't leave your mentees. Let's be responsible and accountable for each other. Uh, hmm. That way, the devil will not be able to get us. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. and I'm sorry. Uh, professor for calling you brother I'm, I'm sorry sir i didn't know <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> professor sir <laughs> okay now I, I, another thing that i like them the, the both books is that he encourages right teachings amongst uh, the church and we see these uh, for example in i'll be reading from titles 2 I, I hope i'm able to read fast because some like i said these books are are, are, are instruction manuals 
Now, listen, uh, let's take it from Tim, um, Titus 2, from verse 1. As for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Now, look at the grade. He now takes them grade by grade of people. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect and to live and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. This is for older men. He recognized that older men sometimes, because you offend them, they want to um, sharply correct you. He's telling them, tell them to calm down. Exercise self-control. Be worthy of respect. Uh, uh, don't demand respect. Let people see that any this is someone that we must respect and live wisely. Verse 3, he now says to older women, similarly to um, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. Now, <laughs> I didn't know, I, I was trying to, to correlate what uh, uh, Paul was uh, trying to tell uh, uh, Titus here when he said, teach them not to slander others. Now, be it that is me, I, I'm sorry, uh, 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 these feminists don't, don't come for me. But the, be it as it may, you, I, 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 imagine, I don't know, 60, what, 63 AD, someone is saying, teach them not to slander others. It mean, me, women has, have formed the habit over time of uh, backbiting and slandering and so on. But he's saying, instructively, tell the older women, tell them not to slander. But the part I'm not sure of is, why were women drinkers? are not men. Hmm. We need to study that very importantly. Verse 4. These older women must train the younger women to love their husband and their children. Very important. Very important. To live wisely and to be pure and to work in their homes. To do good and to be submissive to, to their husband. Then they will not bring shame to the word of God. 6. In the same way, Encourage young men, young men now, to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example. This is where we are, I'm coming. By doing good works of every kind, let everything you do reflect the integrity and the seriousness of your teaching. Praise the Lord. There is a seriousness attached to our teaching. Let your life reflect that seriousness. Let your life reflect that integrity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our time, our time is really fast spent. Our time is really fast spent. Uh, let, let's see the last one. Titus is so important because it carries three summaries of the incarnation, providing a framework within the Christians can view the work of, of God in the world and in, in individual lives. And we can highlight them from um, um, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, chapter 3, verses 4 to 7. I, I'm trying to conclude uh, because um, our, our time is really fast spent. But I will still ask for... Um, our, our contributions overview generally. Uh, in, conclu in concluding, let, let me read the first one. And please, I, I would um, encourage that each one of us have a, one or two things to say about today's teaching. It's very, very important. Very, very important. We all want to live our lives strongly and finish well. These letters teach us how and not just urge us towards godly living. How seriously do you consider your beliefs about God in the overall scheme of your life? How seriously do you consider your beliefs about God in the overall scheme of your life? Uh, uh, we're talking about in, in Sunday school. Uh, I, 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 it, 
in the first teaching when we were talking about Enoch and Anua, and we said that um, it is um, to the degree of your work in God shows how, how uh, you attract God's goodness. I, I, if, if, I'm, if, I, if, I, if I paraphrase well, to the degree of how well you have worked with God shows how you are going to attract his goodness. We can use the, the instructions in these epistles in the matters of doctrine, leadership, and administration in our local assemblies today. Very important. You know, um, it, it was saying, and um, I think it was to Timothy, and uh, that he was saying that um, uh, that this this book shall shall be for instruction, shall be for for reproof, and, and he counted some of those things. It say, in, 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 in the same wise, we have been admonished here that these instructions should be used. As a man, uh, as a doctrinal uh, um, handbook, as leadership handbook, as administration handbook in our local assemblies. Uh, uh, the, the, um, theologically, uh, I would have raised this also. Uh, there was a part he was saying, was it to Timothy or to, or to Titus, and he was saying that um, anyone that is going to be an elder in the church should be a, 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 a um, should he counted those um, list of um, of qualities, and he said they should be. Uh, a husband of one wife. Now, theologically, um, um, scholars have said during those days it was not really an issue. Uh, people polygamy, the polygamous people coming to church. A man can come to church with his three wives in those in in those times. But to create a distinction between who a leader is and who the ordinary member is, it was instructive for Paul to tell Timothy or, or, and Titus in those days that. One, those people, because they are now leaders, they must be husband of one wife. They must be husband on, of one wife. Now, the question arises in, in one of our discussion, and it was saying that, what if we have we have seen the qualification? And this man is supposed to be an elder, a deacon in in that respect, but he's having three wives. Is it that he has to leave the other two? Or, or stick to one, or we just leave him in in, 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 in the floor member member position. I don't know if we have time to tackle that theologically, but I, I think <laughs> we might have to drag uh, more than eight o'clock if you are going to go that route. I'm being careful. Or, or Pastor, what do you say, sir? Okay. Well, I think is is the term is dependent on the dogma of the individual uh, local assembly. Uh, and that's that's one of the most important things. What does the dogma say of that local uh, denomination? Uh, then, um, in the days of our grandfathers, not even Bible days now, it wasn't a big deal for, for polygamy. Uh, the missionaries came to our villages and met our grandfathers with five wives, with three wives, and they gave their lives to Christ. So, but things have changed. Uh, the culture uh, has changed. You don't even have to be a Christian to have only one wife now. Yeah. Uh, economics. Economy will teach you. <laughs> will, will force you to. So depending on the on the dogma of the church, how it should be handled, uh, some will um, ask you not to have anything to do with those wives, with the other two wives, but you don't chase the children away. Um, they are still your children. So yeah, I think it's just maturity of how to handle it per denomination. That's that's what I would say about that. Okay, thank you very much. In, in, in parting, uh, before I ask for 
Um, I, I want to read Second Timothy chapter four, verses eight. He says, and now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to this appearing. Very important. Now, I'm in point four. It is easy to get sidetracked in the Christian life. We have to keep our eyes on our prize. Let us keep our eyes on the prize. We should not lose focus. This can only be accomplished by being grounded in the knowledge of God's word only. Thank God we are also considering how to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the word of God, of God, uh, of God in, in Sunday school. You can only sustain, you can only sustain your focus by growing in the knowledge of God. By growing in the knowledge of God. At this point, I'll, I'll, I'll be wanting us to to, to drop our, our parting words. Let, let's drop our parting words. Um, Evangelist Timothy, I, I don't know uh, who, who Zeph Ade is, so I don't commit a murder of calling your brother or your sister, uh, Professor Kolasa. Um, your parting words are for us on, on, um, on these two topics, on these two books. And our mommy from Lyon, before I hand over to the pastor. Yes, sir. I can hear you, evangelist. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, good evening, everyone. Um, thank you so much, um, Big Bros. It's been a wonderful time. I've been listening while attending to some things. And uh, what I want to say um, concerning the book of Timothy and Titus is the, like Pastor said, the impact of Apostle Paul on these two wonderful people. Yeah. They their life, how how much they exude, how much they respect Apostle Paul, you know. Looking at the way Apostle was able to uh, address them, it showed how much commitment they've showed over time. Uh, I think this um, lies with um, a lot of us that are coming behind, watching ahead, looking into serving better in the in the work of the ministry. Um, it's going to be challenging. Paul was writing to Timothy about his health. You know, the mentor was so involved in every aspect of his life. Health-wise, conduct yeah. about um, different set of demographics in the church, the widows, the elders, yeah. every aspect of the church, the holistic view of the whole church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing was that Paul already envisioned the, the ability not to be able to get to him on time. You know, was telling was telling Timothy, you know, the instructions were given so that in case he's delayed, mm. you understand? The, yeah. the, the, the reality that things might happen, people might seem as young and like, I might not really understand what to do in some situations. These are the things you should do. The commitment, yeah. the holistic view of Apostle Paul and mm. the shared responsibility of Timothy to take up responsibilities, to take up leadership activities, to minister, to be respectable. You understand? I, Paul has already seen that he has commanded the respect of his people. And to maintain that, he has to bring himself to a higher standard. So mm -hmm. I, I, I believe it cuts across our mentors, our mentees, major, all of mm -hmm. us generally. It is a, a two-way relationship, the giving mm -hmm. and the, you know, the blessing. The mentor was blessing, was giving. The mentees are also yielding. There is a, there is a track record. There is something that is encouraging Paul to write to Timothy consistently, to build mm -hmm. himself to be watchful about his health. I'm, I'm stressing that because sometimes the, the, we always look at the spiritual aspect. Oh, he's sound. 
Now, physically, don't die, young man. Keep yourself, be sound, rest. Now, it might be a bit of a, um, much deliberations about the concept of putting up uh, drinking alcoholic stores or whatever. But the thing it means that he's concerned about his health. That is the major yeah. thing. Stay yeah, strong, be fine. And I believe Thank Lord you, bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Professor, sir, you want to say something, sir? Uh, <laughs> I just want to thank God that I could join this wonderful study tonight. Uh, thank God for setting up this kind of time like this when men don't go to church again because we are busy and we are on the road yeah. coming from, from office. Thank you. I've been blessed tonight. That's word. God bless you. Pastor, Pastor, that again. What else? Thank you, Daddy. You want to keep me running away from here? <laughs> Thank, Thank you, sir. Service. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, so we are rounding up. Uh, our time is up. I want to thank the um, the leadership of the church, the setman, Pastor Tolu Chopeda, for this opportunity, and the leadership of uh, the CAC Greensville for giving me this opportunity to do this. Thank you very much. I'll be handing over to Pastor now for benediction. Thank you. Okay, sir. thank you very much. Wonderful teaching. Uh, it's already uh, eight o'clock, so we'll wrap up right now. Next week is Valentine's Day and it's a Tuesday. So all of you, you're taking your spouses out, not on Bible study day, either uh, before, either the weekend before, the weekend after, you must go out. But we're also going to be talking about the book of Philemon. Um, Philemon is what I call the love letter. In fact, I was just thinking about it today. And, and it's, it's coincides with Valentine's Day. Perfect wow. time to really treat that, that, um, that book. I, it's, I just titled that book, The Love Letter. So next week, you don't want to miss it. Please uh, inform your friends and family to join us next week. Uh, okay, my wife is saying val, val, val. Maybe the wife should take us out, Abby. No, no, I've yes, said that it. should be the writing. No, it is husband should take wife out. I've said it. <laughs> okay, God bless you. So, uh, daddy, uh, daddy is the vice chancellor for Lagos State uh, University of Science and Technology. Daddy, please pray wow. for us as we wrap up. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us today. Thank you, sir. Please pray for us, sir, as we wrap up. Thank you, sir. Let me correct you. I'm not the vice chancellor. I'm the deputy vice chancellor administration. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. We thank you for this opportunity to learn at your feet. Thank you for those that taught it fit to bring put this media on that we can discuss together and be blessed. I want to pray and ask you, God, what we have learned today. Lord, should we help us? I'll keep remembering, keep utilizing them in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. We pray for our pastor, we are to see Akira may have led us tonight. We pray for more wisdom, Amen. more grace, Amen. and more power, and Amen. more movement in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this. As Thank we go to bed tonight, we said we would ride down, we sleep, wake up, you God will sustain us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank when you. we meet next week, we'll be blessed much Amen. more than this. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank Bye. you. Sir. Yeah, thank you, thank Daddy. You.
Thank you, sir. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, ma'am. Bless you. God bless you. Yeah.